Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 114 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we uh, continue with our study uh, of Exodus chapters 18 to 20 in the week of April the 18th to April the 24th. And an apology apology uh, for yesterday. Um, I had fully planned to send out an episode uh, yesterday to begin our study of this of the um, materials this week. Um, I recorded it, I got it all prepared and ready, and I just forgot to send it out. So uh, you actually had a couple of days um, break from the, the podcast, but uh, I'll, obviously this is obviously the episode that was meant to go out today. So you've got a couple of episodes today covering Exodus 18 uh, and... Uh, we'll go through it uh, together now. Uh, so, yeah, well, so yesterday, um, the episode before you listen to this one, uh, in episode 113, we talked about uh, Jethro's visit to Moses. And we talked about uh, how he gave him some advice. And we haven't spoken about all the advice yet. We focused on what he said about teaching the laws and ordinances. Um, but now uh, we're going to talk about his um advice uh, about calling other people. So in verse 21 of Exodus 18, it says, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. So so here we um, have the idea that Moses uh, is to, or is suggest, it's suggested to Moses that he calls individuals to help lead the people. So which kind of indicates at this point, it's really just him and perhaps Aaron uh, who are actively taking a lead of the people and guiding them in this journey. And he's invited to find men of truth or faithful or trustworthy men um, to be able to lead the people as well. Now, obviously, when we apply this to today, there's a few ways in which we can do this um, or we can apply this, I should say. Clearly, in terms of church organisation, this shows how, yes, we have a prophet, uh, the president of the church, the senior apostle. um, But then we have other leaders. Uh, We have 70s, uh, general 70s. We have organisation presidencies, general organisation presidencies. We then have area 70s, we have regional uh, leaders of organisations, we have um, state presidencies and state um, organisation leaders, we have bishoprics and uh, ward uh, organisation leaders. And even, even beyond that, we have quorum and class presidencies. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we clearly see here a structure in the church which allows us to be able to be guided and led by inspiration and revelation at a more local level. Um, and in verse 22, Jethro says, And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge, so shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. So he doesn't obviously say they can do all the work and you just kind of lead them. That he was to deal with the great matters um, but for the other matters then they can sort that out uh, and in verse 24 it says so Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said 
And I think this shows here a sense of humility, really, uh, from Moses, because don't forget, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, he has done a number of um, things with the power of God uh, to support him. He has led the people out of Egypt. He has led them through the Red Sea. He has helped them get to this point so far. And uh, despite the murmurings of uh, the Israelites, uh, they have gotten along and made good progress. So I suppose if Jephro then came and said, oh, why do you try thinking about doing it this way? Moses could well have said, oh, well, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but we've done it this way for, for quite a while now and we've done all right. So, you know, we'll just keep doing it. But he was meek enough to listen uh, to his father-in-law and try and, and do it. Uh, it Elder Neil A. Maxwell says, quote, reflective of our total progression, repentance is not solely for renouncing transgression. For instance, Moses was a righteous and remarkable man. Nevertheless, he needed to change his leadership style for his welfare as well as his people's. Moses succeeded because he was the most meek man upon the face of the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they are not easily offended by counsel, nor aggravated by admonition. If we were more meek, brothers and sisters, repentance would be much more regular and less stared at. Close quote. Now, what I like about this, first of all, is how Elder Maxwell, who obviously was a, a, a who was in general leadership, um, you know, a number of decades ago now, um, was teaching this principle of repentance not being something big and scary and just necessarily for things we've done wrong, um, but also um, it can be applied to just the way we do things. Uh, as President Nelson has taught us in a more recent conference that. It means change, uh, even changing the way we breathe. Um, and so just changing the way we do things. Uh, and Alan Maxwell, as he rightly teaches here, repentance doesn't have to be stared at. It should be a regular thing that we do just to try and change and be that little bit better each day. Um, and so Moses here re repents um, because he changes how he does something. Uh, and he listens and he does it. And of course, uh, he was much more able to lead the people um, in a much more effective and less draining way um, on himself uh, than he had done up to that point. Uh, so this is clearly a, an important lesson for us because we can consider ways in which we can change, not necessarily because we're making big mistakes in our lives, although if we are, then we need to change that as well. Um, but it's it's a principle that we can all understand and apply in our lives, that we can all make a change somewhere um, in what we do. So I really liked this. Um, we then get to um, the uh, Exodus chapter 19, uh, and they come into the wilderness of Sinai, the desert of Sinai, and uh, Moses goes to God and, and the Lord calls him uh, and desires or talks about how he desires this people to be a covenant people in verse five he says now therefore if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine and ye shall be a kingdom of priests and an holy nation these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of israel um this is a a covenant, a promise that he he tells Moses that he has great blessings in store for these people, and that they needed to to follow his 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 will. We today uh, are 
we stand out. Uh, we are, in a way, peculiar people, or in other words, different in, in a number of ways from the world. Uh, we try to not do certain things that the world in, um, often, sometimes encourages, but um, generally um, agrees or allows uh, the world to do. Um, but we are with that if um, then we are promised a great then, uh, a great promise. Um, President Joseph Fielding Smith said, quote, This promise is ours also. If we will walk in paths of virtue and holiness, the Lord will pour out his blessings on, upon us to a degree we have never supposed possible. We shall be in very deed, as Peter expressed it, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. And we will be peculiar because we will not be like other people who do not live up to these standards. Close quote. In the world today, we are more and more uh, becoming more uh, conspicuous, uh, more recognisable in the way that we live our lives. But the Lord has promised us that if we do follow these things that he has asked us to do, then we will be blessed. Again, not necessarily you know, in this very moment or the next day in the way which we expect, but blessings will come. Uh, and we will look back and see how we have been blessed uh, because of our obedience uh, and our dedication to that. And of course, you know, when we talk about obedience um, to, in the next couple of days, we're going to start talking about the Ten Commandments, which is a very important part of this study uh, this week. And we'll talk about why a loving God has commandments, why they are important. Of course, we talk about um, his love and grace and mercy and rightly so. But we should also talk about how he is a just God, that there are things that we are we ought to keep. And yes, we make mistakes with those at times and we can repent and change. Um, but we must still try and keep those commandments and laws because he is a loving God. And we'll talk about how that uh, balance can work in our lives. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, and until we meet again. <laughs>